Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts, but don't have all day. We've got a quick chat with someone you might be interested in learning more about in about 10 minutes. Jamie Kimmett has a pretty amazing story of how God came through to give something better than the world could ever give. He chats with Sonny Delphiette in this episode. Sonny, how you doing? I'm blessed, brother. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, it sounds like you're from a South Boston. Yeah, from, from the deep south. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Scotland, from a, a wee town just outside Glasgow, the west coast of Scotland. I love the wee. A, a wee town. <laughs> just and, a wee town. And I'm guessing growing up in Scotland that you were probably on fire for the Lord as a child, huh? So uh, 11 years ago, uh, I, I came to Christ. So it's really been a, an amazing journey. Do you know the funny thing? When I first came to Los Angeles, and I was working with Randy Jackson yes. from American Idol and um, the guys from Toto, I was singing demos for Michael Jackson 2008. And, uh, but everywhere I went, people were telling me about Jesus. And I called my friends from Scotland and I said, they're obsessed with God in Los Angeles. <laughs> and my friend said, are you sure you're in Los Angeles? <laughs> you know, Sonny, I, I was walking into like Starbucks and like this, like for example, this woman looked at me and she said, do you know Jesus? Mm. And I said, I just want a hot chocolate. <laughs> you know, it, it really got to that point. It was... Can I just get a croissant lady? <laughs> yeah, God really took hold of me and, mm-hmm. in the midst of all that. And it, it's amazing how he pursues us. Isn't it amazing also that we can run and run and run, but once he grabs you, man, the next thing you know, you're at family life and you're, you're talking about how God grabbed your heart. <laughs> I, always, I always say that. If you'd said to me 11 years ago, I'd be standing up here shouting from the rooftops, Jesus Christ is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I would have said you're crazy. Yes. <laughs> but you're not crazy because God is amazing and he did it. Amen. I love football. I love my Steelers and you love football too, but I'm guessing it's not the same football. I love real football, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you guys call it soccer. <laughs> But you're a big I'm just, fan. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I know you are. You're you're such a, a big fan of what they do in football ac- across the pond that some yes. of the professional teams actually were looking at you, huh? That's right. Um, wow. I used to actually be pretty fit a few years ago. <laughs> when I was 16, I was I was part of the Scottish National Youth Squad. So that sounds impressive, but there's there's not that many people in Scotland. So oh, there was like 30 of us over there. And so it was kind of like if you didn't make the team, you you know. All right. So you and I also have something else we share, a love of R&B. I see many of your favorite artists are. And you can hear that in your, your music. It's very rhythmic. S- stylistically, yeah. Mm. There's definitely a, a strong element there for sure. I, I guess like, I mean, I'm pretty open about the Michael Jackson influence mm-hmm. from an early age and... Um, Stevie Wonder and, you know, yeah, there's there's a strong R&B thing for sure. Okay, again, let's go back to L.A. You're, you're talking about everyone saying, do you know Jesus? And suddenly you yeah. you find Jesus in your life and you're starting to, instead of writing songs for uh, the other artists that you talked about, you're starting to write songs for God. And, wow, how did that happen? Yeah, so the, so I'm going to be honest about this. So, like, when I, when I was saved... About 11 years ago, my whole life changed. It was absolutely amazing. But one thing that that kind of my music and my faith were were still kind of separate. Mm-hmm. I was almost like a kind of undercover Christian who was going to make great pop music in Jesus' name, but kind of keep it secret. And um, it really wasn't until 2015 when I was in London working for a church, and I used to busk in the streets of London. So I would show up at Big Ben, I'd be singing on the street corners, and um, I would sing all the pop music to pay for my rent. 
Wow. And then once my rent was paid, then I would worship. But I showed up this one week and I was like, God, I don't even want to do the pop stuff anymore mm. because the power is in gospel music. The power is in the word of God to transform lives. And so that year working for the church, my songwriting was becoming more Christian. My faith was becoming stronger. And um, I just began to worship on the streets of London, you know, not even caring about the money. And you know the funny thing? This isn't about money, but there was a thousand dollars, I'll put it in dollars, but a thousand dollars in my guitar case within an hour of Christians from all over saying, you need to use your voice to build up the church, to reach the lost, to glorify Jesus. And from that moment, 2015, my music and faith came together. And it's it's been like that ever since. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for his glory. And wait, there's more money than I had before. (laughs) Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Amen. So a couple weeks after I came to faith, which was the biggest moment of my life, um, I was offered a mainstream record deal, which had been my dream since I was 16 years old. And now, ultimately, God God told me to to say no to that record deal. There's a, here's a quick story of how that how that came about. So I, I started Googling Christian churches in Scotland because I'd, I'd never met a Christian in Scotland. Wow. So like I thought maybe all the Christians were in America. You know, so I, this is how like new I was to the faith, and so some I'm, Americans think that way also. <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay, and so, so I'm flying back from from New York, JFK to Glasgow, brand new Christian, just born again, and I'm googling churches, churches, where can I go? And I find this the this church in Glasgow, and I show up at the door, and um, this woman opens the door, and I just kind of say to her, "Jesus saved me." Hmm. And she says, well, you've come to the right place then. You know, come on, we're, we're going to do a worship service. And so after the service, I'd met the pastor, all these people. And um, by the way, this this person, this woman that I'm talking about is my best friend today who who manages me, who Amen. co-wrote Prize Worth Fighting For, wow. the first Christian I ever met wow. in the UK. Can you believe that? Wow. And so uh, we ended up doing a Bible study uh, together. And I, I said, look, I've got this dilemma. I love Jesus and I want to follow God's plan for my life. But I've been offered this record deal and I'm, it's a secular deal and I'm just not sure. I want to make sure. And so she said, hey, look, we'll have a Bible study because God always speaks through his words. Mm. And I said, OK, sounds, this sounds good. So we had this Bible study and she said, God has a word for you. This is you know, what we're studying today. And it was from the book of Leviticus. Um, and this, this was the word she said, thou shalt not sacrifice your firstborn child to the gods of Molech. And I said, you know, I'm really looking for something practical here. <laughs> you know, and so I, I looked at her the way you're looking at me right yeah, now, yeah. like you're, you might be crazy, you know. And uh, she, she, she was strong. She said, no, God always speaks through his word. And I said, OK, well, thank you. I'm going to fly back to L.A. and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll decide what to do about this, this record deal. And so I'm in this meeting with all these executives. And uh, I'm just really, they're like, look, son, you know, we've seen this before. Young musician offered a deal, gets cold feet and then comes back a few months later. If you don't accept this now, the deal's off. But God closed my mouth. Mm. I I couldn't speak. And that that meeting, the lawyers nudging me, like, hurry up and say yes. You know, my family's calling me saying, are we all moving to America kind of thing? But God had closed my mouth. And the guy looked at me and he said, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you. There's people that would sacrifice their firstborn child for this opportunity. He quoted word for word almost that Bible verse that I'd been given just before I flew to LA. And my my mouth fell on the floor. Mm. And I thought to myself, how do you know what's in the Bible? Why are you speaking God's words? And I realized that God speaks through his word. I turned that deal down. I flew back to Scotland. My my family were, you know, understandably di- very disappointed and and everything. And if if God is such a loving God, why would you turn that down? And and all I can say is, seven years later, 
Mm. Um, you know, I was singing, went from singing on the streets of London to, to God saying, look, just fly out to Nashville. I had no money, no connections, nothing. And, you know, a month later, I was offered a record deal to make Christian music. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool getting to go with my family seven years later and saying, look, mm. when God takes something away, he, he brings something better. And so to make Christian music now is uh, it's, it's the, the best feeling. Prize worth fighting for. Is it heaven or is it your faith? What is that prize worth fighting for? Well, it, it comes from Philippians, and it's the the upward call of God, and so. But the, but the way I look at it is that Jesus Christ is the greatest treasure. He's he's the prize mm. worth fighting for. When when everything that I hold in this world is falling apart, I remember that my hope is not in this world. It's it's in the one to come, and it's in the God who has called me and saved me there. And so, no matter what we go through, we don't lose hope because Jesus Christ is the prize worth fighting for. Amen. And one more thing before we uh, get to one last subject, but when it comes to your music and laying your burdens down, so many of our prayer requests we see is for people who know the Lord, but yeah, you can either hold on to your faith or the fear, and they're holding on to that fear. And you tell them yeah. so beautifully to lay those burdens down. Yeah, that, that song's a really um, personal one for me. And, and um, even as believers, sometimes we, we can forget. It's just, just a, a reminder to... That, that no one's big enough and strong enough to carry all these things, and we, we have to come to Jesus with them. How can we get more on Jamie Kimmett? I see that you have a little jukebox. You do your little live concerts, which are really cool. <laughs> Jamie's jukebox, yeah. Um, yeah, my, my friend and manager, Lorna, had, had that idea. She said, hey, we need to get a bit of alliteration going here and, and get this Jamie's jukebox running. And, you know, some of the old Motown stuff and some of those old songs, I, I throw them in there as well. Um yeah, as well as share the gospel. And those have been really fun, especially during the pandemic where a lot of concerts have been restricted and, yeah, yeah. and online concerts, you know, obviously people turn into that. So. Yeah, but we can find you on YouTube. We can find you. Yeah, YouTube. So the, the handle for all my social media is Kimmet Music. Um, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. My website is jamiekimmett.com. So all the information's there. K-I-M-M-E-T-T. There you go. And one last thing. You fell in love with Jesus here. You fell in love with the Lord and the States. And you also fell in love with Popeye's or Kentucky Fry. Which one? I understand fried chicken is. <laughs> <laughs> You've really done your research, I have to say. This is this is impressive. Uh, so obviously being in Nashville, fried chicken, everyone's, you need to try fried chicken. And like I was there two years before I tried it. Oh, really? I mean, do you believe that? <laughs> and when I tried it, I was like, "What have I been doing the last two years? This is incredible." So yeah, I mean, Chick Fil A is is amazing. Uh, Popeyes. I mean, I just love all of them. But I would I would say Princess Chicken in, in Nashville. That's just a little tip from from me. Jamie, any last thing you want to share with our listeners? God is good. God is faithful. Yes. And uh, just keep trusting Him. And and uh, yeah, so grateful for. For stations like this that, that share the gospel through music, so appreciate it. Father, we just love your heart that we hear through Jamie. Continue to bless his journey. Uh, allow his voice to be loud and clear because his voice is from you. In Jesus' name. If you've enjoyed this episode of 10 Minutes With, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. You might also consider giving to Family Life, the listener-funded ministry that makes this and other podcasts possible. Go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know that Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's If That Makes Sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s. And Therese Talk, a short form podcast to help women better serve their family and community. 
They're all free and on demand at familylife.org. Just click podcast in the radio menu.